Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Power Ranking Show. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your source for everything when it comes to betting on baseball, basketball. We've got football coming up in a little bit. Go uh, to Bet Online. Use our promo code Believe to get your fifty percent welcome bonus. Uh, again, that is Believe to get your fifty percent welcome bonus. Well, that was the voice of uh, at. Marcus underscore Mosher, who I think for one second forgot he had an ad read. So I enjoyed watching the yeah. <laughs> enjoyed watching the lost in space look for a second. Like Elliot, are you going to talk? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, yes, this is the Power Rankings podcast, aka the Power Ranking Show. We're on uh, Brinks and Believe, and uh, we had a few things that we had in line to talk about. And one of those was uh, if you're watching our video, the uh, top five new playoff teams in 2023. As you guys all know, there's always a I would say, well, now with seven playoff teams, there's going to be five to seven new playoff teams every year. And we wanted to talk about that. But with uh, practices underway, training camp underway, we've already had some injuries. And Marcus, while we were getting set up to do this podcast, uh, don't want to speculate too much, but it looked like a, a, a very unfortunate one. Yeah, we out in Cincinnati, the Bengals are wrapping up practice. Day two, they're in a heat advisory. It's really hot in Cincinnati right now. Uh, Joe Burrow scrambling out to the right, pulls up lame, had to be carted off the field. Yeah, we don't want to speculate on the injury too much. Zach Taylor said it's a calf, lower leg injury. Doesn't look good for Burrow. And it's it's it really bums me out, Elliot, because Burrow's one of my favorite players in the league to watch. And the Bengals are one of the best teams in the NFL. If something serious were to happen with Burrow, I, I don't know. This is just – it's such a bummer. Yeah, it's definitely not what you want to see. And and let's hope it's a calf, um, uh, like a lower calf muscle and not the Achilles. Uh, that's really – not that a lower calf muscle is easy to come back from either of those things. In fact, what was Donovan Wilson, right, is out yep. right now, the Cowboys' yep. safety with a calf injury. And I was telling Marcus on the phone earlier that those things can linger – uh, but there's a big difference between a calf injury and an Achilles injury. If it's an Achilles injury, he's out for the year. Yeah. Um, and it's ahead. just really unfortunate for Burrow because in 2020, he had the, the COVID offseason during his rookie year. 2021, he was coming back from the ACL injury during yeah. training camp, didn't do anything. Last year, didn't do anything during training camp at all because of the spleen surgery that he had. He's just had horrible luck when it's come to training camp and preseason. And he was just talking about yesterday – how excited he was to feel healthy for the first time in a long time. So this is just a big bummer. It certainly is. And, and uh, you know, it's it's also a bummer just for the organization, the city. And the Bengals have, still haven't won the Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow has given them their best chance really to do that since uh, Boomer Esiason won the MVP in 1988. And they went to Super Bowl 23. But even the Boomer Esiason Bengals teams, they could not hang on. The next year they went 8-8. Eight and eight. 
they made the playoffs one more time. Uh, that was that famous game that Bo Jackson got hurt, and then they were done. And the yeah. early 80s Bengals, they they had two nice years, 81, 82, with Ken Anderson. That team got old, lost some players to USFL. This is the best chance the Bengals have had to have sustained greatness. Now, I know I'm kind of overlooking the Andy Dalton era a little bit, but the Bengals could never get out of the first round, Marcus, with Andy Dalton. They've been able to do that with Joe Burrow. This was the best chance for that organization. And honestly, Joe Burrow has been a little bit of a foil to Patrick Mahomes. It's made the game exciting. He's a fun player to watch. And uh, I think what's doubly unfortunate about this is I was telling you earlier, uh, if you see our rundown, one of the teams we want to talk about are the Pittsburgh Steelers today. And I was telling Marcus, you know, there's always a good team that we just assume is going to make the playoffs that doesn't. And I just hope it's not the Bengals because yep. of this. So let's assume the worst for a second. I, I, I just hope it's just a calf strain and he's going to be fine for week one. Or even if he misses week one, he's going to be fine for the majority of the season. But mm-hmm. let's say it is as bad as I think a lot of people are fearing. What do the Bengals do from now, or, you know, going forward? Because their backup is Trevor Simeon. That's obviously not going to be good enough. I, I know you love Trevor Simeon, but uh, they've got, you know, this This is a roster that is ready to win a Super Bowl with Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon just took a pay cut. T. Higgins, they improved their offensive line. What do you do now? Oh, gosh. That is a, that's a really good question. I mean, would you contemplate making a trade for a veteran quarterback? And the first name that came, that came to me, honestly, was – Andy Dalton, who is the backup in Carolina. Like, do you try to bring back Andy Dalton to play with this group of weapons? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking who, who, who could you bring in that gives a name. you a little bit? What's that? I got a name for you. Jeez. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm sitting here going through trying to think who would be. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to say Jimmy Garoppolo. No, not Jimmy. Okay. Okay. You have to at least call Tom Brady, right? Yeah, I mean, I I don't see that happening. I, I do you see in any world that happening? No, but I mean that has to be your first phone call, though, right? <clears throat> Would you? I just I don't see that being a possibility. Okay. Uh, but let me just throw out a couple of names to you. Okay, uh, some of these are not going to be great names, but. Skylar Thompson played really well in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year. Do you uh, try to get him, for example? Do you think that's an upgrade to Trevor Simeon? I, I would say there's more upside there. Yeah, there's there's more upside there, but I don't know if Miami's getting rid of Skylar Thompson because their quarterback has a pretty severe injury history as well. Okay, I'm going to give you a kind of wild one here. All right, I'm admitting that this is a little out there, but do you call Tennessee – under the assumption they're not really doing Jack in a weak division this year and try to get Ryan Tannehill in house. That's a good one. What about, what about Matt Stafford with the Rams? Kind of heard some whispers that maybe the Rams were open to trading him, uh, you know, this off season. Do you try to get Matt Stafford on like a one year rental? That's a bold move. I look, I could see either team doing that. The only thing is I think the Rams would be more open to it because I think there's a kind of organizational undercover admitting that we're playing for the future here. 
Yeah. Whereas Tennessee, I don't know that Mike Vrabel and that organization would like to basically admit that we're not a contender this year, if that makes sense. Uh, What's the message that sends to your locker room and everyone that we always talk about the players, but what about what's that message that sends to your entire organization, all the people, the scouting department, the people that work, uh, you know, in the building. And we should also say an injury to Joe Burrow like this affects everyone that works in that Bengals organization. Exactly. All the assistant coaches that are hoping to get jobs in the future because they're on a winner. Of course, all the players, Joe Burrow's family, the coach, this is what I've talked about in the past when I said the quarterback is so important in the NFL now. It's so heavily weighted that this is devastating to tons of different people in the yeah. organization. Um, and I don't think people think about that sometimes. Like assistant coaches that are on winning teams tend to get jobs, you know, and they tend to get the head coaching gigs. It's very rare that an assistant on a four and 13 team gets a head coaching job. I mean, look at, you know, the Eagles losing their coordinators, right? Jalen Hurts. You know, didn't have a great year last year. Does that happen? And I look at somebody like T. Higgins, who's going into the final year of his contract, right? If, yeah. if he doesn't have Joe Burrow throwing him the ball, he's just not going to have the numbers that we're used to seeing. And unfortunately, that stuff matters when it comes to contract negotiation time. So, man, we're crossing our fingers that it's it's not what we think it might be. But this is it's just such a disappointment. Two days into training camp. Would you kick the tires on Jameis Winston? It's not a bad one. I mean, he's kind of buried on that depth chart anyways. It's it's probably not a bad option. Hey, man, I don't exactly have great options here. I know these aren't everyone I'm throwing out. I know you're not real excited about. No. But, well, you know, I think I, the hard I, part is say, hey, they could trade for Justin Fields. And, no, no, no. I mean, that's the, not going to happen, is, okay? You, you, so. you have to trade for somebody who is on a cheap contract that you know is a one-year rental. You're not giving up assets to go get somebody like Justin Fields who wants to be a starter for the next – Of course, you know, that – you, you need somebody that knows I'm coming in to be a placeholder for a year. I think Matt Stafford is a good one. I threw out Skylar Thompson because I was thinking of a cheap alternative of somebody that has more upside than Trevor Simeon and who fared well in the postseason last sure. year. And maybe the rest of the team could not carry him, but support him. Um, also, you have to look at the teams that do have some veteran backups. Uh, if they're in your division, or you're contending with them, they may not be so prone to help you out either. So really, it's more smart to look at uh, a quarterback that's buried on an NFC depth chart, not an AFC contender's depth chart. So, And, and that's why I still wonder like, if Andy Dalton is an option, right? Because he's clearly the backup in Carolina. The Bengals organization has, obviously, a lot of ties to him. Could he come in and just be adequate with all those weapons? I think so. I'm going to throw one more name at you. Uh, Marcus Mariota. No, I, I know see. I know he's not prolific uh, passer, but he's not prone to the big mistake. Uh, the Bengals do like to run the football. They have good receivers. They've retooled the offensive line. Um, you, you don't see that either. No, because Philadelphia is also in a Super Bowl window with a quarterback that missed time last year with an injury and Jalen Hurts. So I think they're going to hold on to their guy just in case. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Uh, I, I like Matt Stafford the best uh, of, of I got all one the suggestions. More. One more. Yeah, go ahead. Matt Ryan's a free agent. Any interest there? I, I thought of him already, and I thought if I say him, Marcus is going to give me this worse look than he gave me first. No, I mean, Thompson. I think Matt Ryan's arm is kind of dead, but you could do worse. Well, Jameis Winston's arm is not dead. No, it's and not. He said he's buried on a depth chart of a non-contender. 
maybe not a non-playoff team, but a non-contender. Would you certainly agree yes. with that? Yep, I would. Um, he's still a young player. I think he's a coachable player. He clearly has the talent. We're talking about a former number one overall mm-hmm. pick here. Um, just, a, just a thought. But going to what we were originally going to talk about today um, before this Burrow news, is, in, and we're going to start in Burrow's division, is are the five teams that did not make the playoffs last year that we think are poised for a playoff run this year because of different circumstances. And I actually called Marcus. I go, who should we have for number five? And we kicked around a few teams. We kicked around New England. We kicked around the Broncos. And I even threw out Green Bay. And Marcus said Pittsburgh. And, boy, you hate to think that this would, you know, uh, contribute to that. But if Joe Burrow misses significant time – why not the Steelers? Now, I know a big part of this is the pressure on the head coach, at least in your mind. Why don't you – how are you seeing that playing out? Well, I mean, the standard for Pittsburgh isn't just to be competitive every year. It's to have success in the playoffs. And they have not won a playoff game in the last six seasons. Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. has a contract extension coming up. It does feel like this is a team that at least needs to make some steps forward. And I actually told you earlier today – I think on paper, there's no way that I could say the Browns, the Ravens, or the Bengals are better than the Steelers. But I promise you that they're going to finish ahead of one of those three teams, whether it's because of injuries, because of a disappointing season by another team. I think Pittsburgh, with that defense, with the improvements on the offensive line, they could you know, get to nine wins like they got to last year, maybe 10 or 11, especially with them playing a pretty weak schedule this year. What do you think is more important, the picket Pickens kind of development or staying healthy on defense, particularly T.J. Watt defense, in this division? Right, because they're going to have to try to win games like 17 to 16, right? Yeah. And I, I think without Watt, there's just no way they can't they can do that. We saw that last year when T.J. Watt wasn't on the field. They got absolutely gashed by good teams last year. Um, I, I think if Watt, Minka, Fitzpatrick, and Cam Hayward can stay healthy, that defense should be top five. Yeah, this team did lose Cam Sutton from their secondary mm-hmm. uh, during the offseason to one of the teams we're going to talk about in a second. Let's go to our fourth team. It's the Atlanta Falcons. Um, this is more a nod to the division that they're in. And I think similar to what you're talking about with Pittsburgh, I think Atlanta's uh, path to making the playoffs is actually playing solid defense by virtue of controlling the clock on offense. You don't yep. have a lot of elite players in the front seven in Atlanta. Uh, you're going to need help, and by help, I mean you don't want tired hamstrings. If you can win time of possession, I know time of possession can be a little overrated, but if you can win time of possession, game in and game out, and run the football, get that defense some rest, you're in a weaker division, you're playing the AFC South in the AFC, why could Atlanta not go 9-8 and eight and win the South? I absolutely think they could, right? I, I, you look at their offensive line, I think it's one of the best in the NFL, and we know that translates – to success during the regular season. I didn't love drafting Bijan Robinson at number eight, but he's going to be a really effective player. You're all in now. Right. You're so in now. But but he's going to be awesome this year. And when you combine him with uh, Tyler Algier, you've got Drake London and Kyle Pitts, who's healthy now. I'm not saying this offense is going to be elite or anything, but they should be able to average 21, 22 points per game. And in that division, that's probably going to be enough to get you to the playoffs. So much uh, really hinges on their sophomore quarterback uh, taking a step forward. Um, let's be honest, though. You've already collected 
like five Bijan Robinson cards that have like numbers on the back with holograms, and you probably have one right I, next to I, you. It's right, it's right next to me. I, oh I'm my gosh! Let's see. Go ahead. No, please. Well, I, mean, I don't know if I, I can. Fu- I don't know if I can find. Oh, it. you I can have. find it in your your big stack of rookies. Well, yeah. I mean, listen. There's just a million cards here that I'm sorting through. So that's please. it's fine. It's so I, sad. All right, let's talk about our third team, uh, which is the New York Jets. A lot of talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of weeks and what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is more than just Aaron Rodgers here, though. The Jets are in a tough division. We both took them over New England as the team from the AFC East that would make the playoffs that didn't last year. For me, Marcus, it's that this team was pretty good with Mike White at, at a point last year. There he is. I have to say the UT all whites do look pretty sweet. Pretty They're kind of like the Colts all whites of the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this was a team that was somewhat in position last year, had some injury issues. Even outside of Aaron Rodgers, uh, there's a lot of upside for this team to give uh, Buffalo a run for its money if they falter. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers just took a massive pay cut to, to kind of help the Jets bring in talent. We saw today their meeting with Dalvin Cook to give them some even more, you know, more explosive playmakers on offense. That defense was amazing last year. Uh we talked about who was the best player in the NFL last year. Sauce Gardner was one of the names that you mentioned, Elliot. So with that defense, with Rodgers just giving them a stable quarterback presence, I, I would be pretty shocked if this team didn't make the playoffs. In fairness, I really didn't think about Sauce Gardner too much last year until you mentioned why couldn't he be defensive player of the year. And then I started thinking about how good he was as a rookie cornerback. I was yeah. like, I don't know if I've seen somebody be that good as a rookie, but there's more than just him. Uh, on that defense, and uh, I'm, I'm actually would like to see the Jets uh, be good this year. It, it'd be exciting. I think they're one of the more interesting teams in the league right now. Uh, a team that I don't feel like is talked about very much, they certainly were a year ago, are the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you've talked about on this very podcast the disappointing performance of their mm-hmm. defense despite having some really good players and maybe the best defensive player in the league. Um, really, the question to me, Marcus, is the Browns' passing game. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. You just talked about Atlanta's offensive line. I think this offensive line is as good as Atlanta's offensive line is. Uh, I I I like Bijan, but is he as good as Nick Chubb? Uh, I'm not ready to go there yet. I think the question really hinges again, not just on Deshaun Watson, but uh, the passing game coordination from the coaching staff, as well as getting more production from the outside talent. I think Deshaun Watson's going to be better this year. I just I just don't see a way that he's not. Now that it's his second year in the system, there's not as much noise kind of going around in Cleveland with Watson coming. There's no suspension. He gets a full training camp. I expect that part to be better. The one area that I'm really excited to see are the defensive linemen not named Miles Garrett. We talked about it on this show last year. Like I thought their defensive tackle talent was some of the worst in the league last year. And I thought the coaching was horrendous on that side of the ball. You bring in Jim Schwartz, who is widely considered one of the better defensive coordinators in the mm-hmm. league. You trade for Zadarius Smith, who had an awesome year with the Vikings last year. And you signed Dalvin Tomlinson. Those two guys alone with Miles Garrett should make that defense at, at the very worst average. And if they had an average defense last year, they're going to the playoffs easily. Yeah, and their offense wasn't electric either. What about the talent at wide receiver, though? I, I This group has got to perform, I think, for this team to make any kind of run. Don't you? Because at some yeah. point, 
you're going to have to win a game 34 to 30. If you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, if you're playing against Justin Herbert in the playoffs or Josh Allen in the Bills, don't you have to ratchet it up? You can't just run the ball and play defense. And you know I'm a run the ball, play yes. defense guy. But you got to have the capability. And I think for this passing offense to be more dynamic, they're going to need David Ajoku to take the next step. I think he's gotten better every year as a starter. But he needs to be really dynamic, and he needs to be difficult to bring down after the catch. If he can do that, I just don't see any way that this offense can't be one of the most balanced and efficient in the NFL. I know you have an Njoku rookie card in like a hard shell case somewhere on your desk, guaranteed. Another one of your – he's one of your guys. David Njoku? Yeah. How do you – let's see. Let's see how quickly I can pull one up. Do you think I can do it? Yes. Because you probably just bought one on eBay. Yeah. You were bidding on a beer stein and an Njoku rookie. Yeah, there it is. David Njoku rookie card. Jeez Louise. Actually, I buy two, so – Why'd you buy two of the same card? They're different. Well, one's a parallel, which means it's like pink. So they're they're two different cards. My gosh. Football cards are so dumb now. It's like the exact same picture, the exact same card, except one has a pink little bracket on it. The other one has what? Gray? Yeah. Also bought this Nick Chubb rookie card at the same time. So we're all in on the Browns. I stepping in there? Okay, that's sweet. Well, yeah, I think the Browns are an interesting team as well. I, I don't think they have the buzz. The Jets do. Obviously, they don't have the big acquisition this year like the Jets have with Aaron Rodgers. But Cleveland, could I could easily see them going 10-7 and seven and yep. being a tough out in the postseason once they're there. Now, uh, number one, uh, the Detroit Lions. And I, I know a lot of people have talked about the Lions. I think really the key for the Lions is not only how they respond to success because they're so used to responding to a lack of, su- of success, but also how the young quarterbacks in their division face. Uh, You know, you look at Chicago, obviously, we just talked about Justin Fields a little while ago. They improved their defense in the offseason. If Justin Fields takes a step forward, maybe the Bears are a sneaky nine and eight team. And then what about Jordan Love, man? We both talked about Green Bay being underrated. If those two guys falter, however, and it's between Detroit and Minnesota, I, I like Detroit better than Minnesota at this point. It's easy to be an underdog and the team that, you know, nobody gets love for. It's a lot harder when you're you have some expectations and you have kind of the bullseye on your back. That's what I want to see Detroit do this year. Like, can they handle success? Can they handle expectations? Because you look at that roster, they're loaded at just about every spot. They've got a lot of young players uh, still on rookie contracts. They got Jared Goff coming off one of the best seasons of his career. Cam Sutton uh, from Pittsburgh Cam, that we mentioned yeah, earlier. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who seems like he's going to be okay after an injury scare in camp. Um, yeah, it, this is a team that I think everybody will be very disappointed if they don't make the playoffs. Well, I hope that's the case with Burrow, uh, like yeah. Gardner Johnson, where it's more of just a scare. Uh, if it came down between Detroit and Minnesota, because we talked about, so basically with Pittsburgh, the Jets and the Browns were pretty much talking wild card. I'm not saying the Browns couldn't win the division. I think they'd have a better shot than the Jets of winning the division. I don't see Pittsburgh winning the division. I think we're talking wild card. Atlanta, we're talking about the NFC South division winner because yes. I don't think either one of us think there's going to be a wild card out of that division. But let's take the Lions here. Do you look at this as a wild card team or if it's between them and Minnesota, who do you got to win the NFC NFC North? I don't think they're going to have to win the NFC North to get a, a, a wild card spot because I think you're going to get at least two in the NFC East. You're going to get at least two in the NFC West, right? And then we'll see. Like, can the Packers get to nine wins? Can the Vikings get to nine wins? I I think the Lions 
if they're going to make the playoffs, I think they're going to have to do it by winning the division. Actually, I think you're right. And so, but they are our number one new playoff team for 2023. Again, the list is Pittsburgh, Atlanta, the Jets, the Browns, and the Lions. We did consider some other teams. But uh, my last thought on this is if we're just talking about which one of these teams is the most dangerous in the tournament, I I kind of think it's Cleveland. I know it it's going to, yeah. the Jets are easy to say because of Aaron Rodgers, but I think I would not want to play that offensive line if Deshaun Watson plays great. If Nick Chubb gets going for 155 and that defense is playing great, you don't even need your quarterback to no. do a whole heck of a lot. And in a cold weather game, I I would like Cleveland uh, in I, January. That's my I, final I, thought. I think if you're like Buffalo, like you get a home playoff game in round one, you're the two seed. Do you really want Cleveland's rushing attack to come to Buffalo no. if it's snowing no. and it's 10 degrees below? Like that sounds like no. a terrible matchup for you. No, I, I don't like that at all, actually. But, uh, hey, I should say there's two teams we didn't see on this list. One, Dallas, because uh, we think that they're going to be in the playoffs. And the Raiders, who Marcus absolutely doesn't think is going to be in the playoffs, yes. which is a great segue for me to say that he covers both teams, covers the Cowboys for Locked On Cowboys and the Raiders for USA Today. Raiders Wire, he also does a Locked On Dynasty podcast twice a week where he dispenses, I would say, mediocre fantasy advice. Fair. Fair, fair. And, of course, he is a writer for ProFootballFocus.com. Again, this season, he's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter. We appreciate all the people at Online at Believe, and, of course, uh, Brinks, Courtney, Herbert, you guys. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you guys later. Take care, everybody.